Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and he's heart-shaped, he's made of cardboard, he's full of chocolates. It's Howard Long. <laughs> yes, it is. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This episode is actually coming out on Valentine's Day. Ooh, so sexy. if you if you are the sort of person who likes romance, yeah, then it. let's hope we've got a good, appropriate, sexy episode in uh, in store for you. Something lovely Something and Something you and your partner can listen to <laughs> and enjoy together. Yeah, over a glass of wine. Wine. What, that's yeah. romantic, right? Wine and a, t- a teddy bear <laughs> holding a heart. That's romantic. A little teddy bear holding a heart, <laughs> yeah. right? What else? What else is romantic? Um Rose Eat, petals. Eating loads of chocolate, getting flowers all eating over the floor. Yeah. Murdering roses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what romance is, isn't it? Mm. I know. I understand it. Seen it on TV. All right. Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for romantically hosting this show. Mm. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for saucily supporting Ooh. this show. And thanks to you for listening sexily with your ears. <laughs> One of the uh, secret erogenous zones of course the ear is yeah, yeah absolutely and we live in your ears <laughs> <laughs> every week you put us in your ears you sauce bucket yeah all right let's get started shall we yes please uh so howard you said you had a surprise for me that's right what kind of surprise is it is it a present surprise is it gifts is it a giving me lots of money surprise is it a cheese well surprise? let me take my trousers off and oh, you'll no. find out oh no it is a cheese surprise yeah it is a cheese surprise <laughs> i was hoping for the other kind of che- like regular cheese not oh not man cheese although that's that's where i keep my cheese <laughs> okay oh well that's okay then that's okay. i mean as long as it's regular cheese yeah, it's regular cheese kept pleasantly warm among your genitals groinily warm cheese that's mm. fine it's fondue it's fondue by now oh, no, so warm no. down there oh no yeah oh you've put me off it again. <laughs> you talk me around and then you put me straight back off it again <laughs> now tell me about this challenge yeah, so I was just thinking here on the worst writer in the world show. Yeah, um, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if we weren't the worst writer in the world and we were really good writers in the world? <laughs> and the only way to become good writers in the world is to progress and become practice better. Practice, yeah, that's the word. Learn things. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And in order to do that, you've got to you've got to try everything and like really get out of your comfort zone. Well, I think I mean I'd, I'd say I've learned a lot from reading young Howard's work. I mean, uh, admittedly a lot of it is what not to do, but that's that's valid too, right? That is valid. I feel like we've we've sometimes we've really you know, we take apart those stories, we see how stories are constructed. You know, we learn a lot from the the cleverness and sometimes the missteps of young Howard, don't for, we? Yeah, for example, one of my constant missteps is to introduce way more characters than are necessary. Be <laughs> Ten, ten turkeys who I can't dispose of, or eighteen children on a bus. <laughs> yeah, not to mention four adults. That was too many as well. What about five children and one adult, Howard? Yeah, <laughs> an enormous number of uh, moles. Yep, for example, they're not, they're not mold. They're humanoid <laughs> mole people. Yeah, I'd say the firm has too many characters yes. in it. Right, because there's a lot going on, and you yep. keep jumping around, and there's like de- ten characters in each in each situation. Yes, uh, the one you got right was Forget Me Not, where you just went, "I'm just going to have two. Exactly, and that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. This is what I'm thinking. Like, if you keep your core cast down, then you can get get really get to the heart of things. True, true. Never proven more so, as you say, in Forget Me Not, and of course the classic Ginger Beasting, which oh no, which only oh, no. has. <laughs> Two characters. <laughs> Two characters who barely speak. Yeah, no, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, forget me not, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good number of characters. Um, Ginger Beasting, perhaps too many characters. <laughs> maybe maybe none was the right number. <laughs> and we'd be less traumatised by it, you know? No, it's great. There's, like, there's, there's Sally Edme, <laughs> that's a good character. Her nipples, that's two more characters. <laughs> Stood to attention. The generals, the generals. The generals yeah. as she likes to call them. Yeah. Henry yeah. Rollins, for some reason, has the <laughs> shares the same name with a rock star who I've never heard of. 
<laughs> so weird. Yeah. And his penis, another another soldier standing to attention. <laughs> Major character. Yeah. And that lolly. Let's yeah. not forget that lolly, which is perhaps the yeah. main character in the story. Certainly the most memorable one. So I was thinking, with with all that in mind, um, yeah. I thought I would challenge you to step out of your comfort zone and oh. write like Howard in, when he okay, was at no, his wait, best. Wait, wait, wait. Right, at his best. Tell, tell me you're going to say, like, do a, a follow-up to Moles or... No, too many uh, characters, like we said. No. No, 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 I don't think so. All right, I think, oh, I've, I think... Already done, I've already done most of these things because we did do a follow-up to Moles. No, I just want you to think back to when you were like 18 and um, and someone let yeah. you kiss them. You know, back when, you know... <laughs> I, <do>. I know. <laughs> back when you, you know... You, when I was 18, I was trying not to let people kiss me. Mm. <laughs> like, no, keep your distance. I don't want your germs. <laughs> I tell you what, I've been proved right in the present, haven't I? <laughs> you, you have, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, no, sorry, I interrupted. Um, carry on. What, oh, uh, what you want about? Um, What's this challenge? Because I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting distinctly disturbed by what you are implying at the moment. I oh, can't help not, but it's not an implication. You, it's a fact. <laughs> it's <laughs> explicit. Fact yeah. location, right, yes. what, what are you going to say? Go on. I would like for you, Rufus Penzance, to write a erotic story oh, in the mould of Ginger Bee Sting. <laughs> Do you think that's wise? I mean. I mean, firstly, I feel like you fully nailed that genre. And, I did. You know, we work together, so only one of us needs to know how to write um, saucy erotica. But also, don't you think that I am the worst person to try and write about? Which is why. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the point. You're the worst. But once you've done it, you won't be the worst because you'll be. I mean, I suppose... you'll definitely be proven to be better than me, I'm thinking, straight away. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose this... This show is called The Worst Writer in the World, and okay. this will be an appropriate title if I, if I if I try and write something that I know nothing about and ha- and feel very uncomfortable around yeah. and don't want anything to do with. And please leave me alone and stop asking me to because I don't want to. It's gonna it's gonna be great because like uh, I've, I've I've worn out listening to Ginger Beasting now. I can't get it up for that anymore. <laughs> so I need some new erotica to get me all horny. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, how long have I got? Uh, two days. Two days. Fuck. I'll give you uh, two days. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. That way you don't, you know, because I know it's going to disturb you. So that means you don't have to yeah. like really get no. in, get balls to deep. To be honest, in it. I think. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that because I I don't want my balls to be involved. Hmm. Well, they better be. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be in it. I'm not going to be like you, right? Doing a self-insert character describing. Uh, Henry Rollins was. Bald and had glasses and was yeah. old and didn't like sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, Ren- I'm Renry, not to do that. R- Renry Rollins. He'll be winning. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. yeah. Renry, Renry, Renry Hollins. Renry Hollins. <laughs> uh, it's weird that Henry Rollins has <laughs> our initials, isn't it? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> yeah. All right. Give me two days and then we'll come back and um, I don't know. I guess. The tradition is you'll have to read it, right? I'll write it so that you can read it. <laughs> it's not something we usually do on this show, is it? I mean, no. usually either Jesus either Christ. I'm reading what you write or we are reading our own work in Great Bitch Leave. So do I, no, have, I think to read you're it? have to read this one. Oh, yeah, no. you made me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. I know I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to both suffer. Okay? <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I'm going to make you read it. Uh, and I'm going to r- write it with that in mind as well. Okay. Oh, cool. Do you know um, Ginger Bee Sting? What, of course, that was actually the first thing that we did where I read something that you wrote, wasn't it? That was the beginning of essentially this show. Ah, yes. And we did that in 2012. Really? We recorded that. It was one of the first things we recorded. We'd only done a few days like messing around trying to come up with the Man by Cow podcast, basically. Yeah. And you'd come up with this idea of me reading that because you thought it'd be funny you were absolutely correct about that and also created a whole <laughs> new show that would last longer than any of the others yeah just by handing me those pieces of paper well this is interesting then because that's when you first learned to be re- a really good orator <laughs> and so hopefully and I, think, I think that came later L- listening to that episode i think uh, orating well came long after that but this will be my first my first step into reading other people's work and becoming as good as you are. This show should be called Worst Writer in the World, Best Speaker in the World, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think you started out 
much better than me because you went to RADA. Yeah. And got stuck in the cupboard that time <laughs> and had all that time in the cupboard to practice speaking. Yeah, no, I think the like listen, it, ginger bee sting is so very before I developed any ability to read your work because there's not even any like voices in it. I mean, there's only a, about three lines of dialogue, but well, there you go. None of the characters go. Do you want to go up there? Fuck. Yes. That I mean, even though Henry only gets like one line, no one else could have smelt so sweet as you, Sally Would would have been what it would have been like if we did it now. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I think now is probably the time when I have to go and start. Suffering for a couple of days and writing okay. this. Well, if you need any tips, uh, yeah. Golden Showers is very popular in erotica. <laughs> I seem to remember that wasn't true. <laughs> I seem to remember the publisher gave you a letter that said the exact opposite, right? Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, you're going to break the rules to, you know, you want to subvert the genre and make it, you know, oh, you want because you want to do something new and exciting. The thing is, I tell you what, I mean, I think in that episode when when I'm reading Ginger Beasting, I'm probably quite unfair to you because I will accuse you of writing something that really isn't erotica or uh, I don't know what erotica is. I've never read. That's the only erotica I've read is that. Mm-hmm. That could be exact. For all I know, that could be exactly what erotica it is. Word is. for word. I, I, I do believe you um, because, yeah, if I hear it now, I'm like, no, nah, I'm probably wrong about most of my comments on this, <laughs> except for the ones where I'm just going, Ugh. I'm right about that. Yeah. But I think I'd probably feel that way about any and all erotica mm. all right <laughs> i'll see you i'll see you on thursday then fantastic look forward little rufus dreamed of being a writer so he stood in english literature don't tell him that he should have he might fight you even though it's true even though he is second worst writer in the world don't open it until we're actually started because we're going to get all your reactions in. Well, I won't react weirdly like you did. I'll be loving it. <laughs> no, you probably won't actually. It's not, my... Because it's so much tamer than anything you wrote because I'm such a wuss. You're not going to see <laughs> you're not going to see my hands for the duration of this recording. <laughs> all right. I did my best, Howard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't think it went very well, to be honest, but I did. I did my best. I tried, Like I said, I don't know much about erotica. In fact, the only erotica I've ever read is Ginger Beasting by Stretchette Howard. Mm-hmm. Right. And <laughs> so I've done my best to channel what I learned from you and to... Because it's all about learning and getting better, so I've tried to learn from you. I'm sure it's going to be great. I mean, I've, I've read some of your other things and you're usually very good. <laughs> Thanks. That sounded so patronising. <laughs> sounded super insincere. I've read one or two of your other things. Well, and they were good. I mean, you know, one of my favourite stories ever is the story about the snowman competition, so... <laughs> which I wrote when I was about six. Yeah, you know, what you're saying is nothing I've done in the last three decades has been worth shit. Well, but no, that one been, was great. You've never really topped that, um, <laughs> but hopefully today you can. Well, you've never topped Jack's turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, I'm not going to deny and you that. You couldn't even you couldn't even think of enough of ten things that happened to turkeys. <laughs> I could. <laughs> two went in, two went into a poultry house. What's wrong with I you? Said you couldn't think of ten things, <laughs> not things to happen to ten turkeys. I explicitly said oh. you couldn't think of ten things to happen to turkeys. I was well, careful. Yeah, all right, but I'm I'm, I'm an English person, not a maths person. <laughs> Being English is not an excuse. It was in the past, <laughs> but nowadays you can't you can't get away with that. Now oh, you have right. to be American. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready to start? Yeah, I guess so. Here we go. Well, I'm very immediately excited to discover <laughs> yeah. that it's as, as apparently it's a sequel. 
<laughs> well, I can't write my own property on in this area. I've got no idea where to start. I needed your help. <laughs> I'm trying not to look at it, but I can already see that it's got similar, the same character. <laughs> well, it's a sequel. You can't just do a... It's not an anthology. It's a sequel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Confusingly titled, though. It's called Ginger Beasting <laughs> 2. The Nightmare Continues. <laughs> Don't you remember about? Uh, don't you remember how uh, your uh, how Ginger Beasting was all about how hopeless and sad life is? Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the nightmare continues. Yeah. Don't worry. No, but I mean, yeah, but at the end they found um, some solace by fucking yeah. or something. Right? Well, that might not continue now. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, fuck! They broke up, did they? Oh no! No, no. Let, let's let's find out. Ginger Beasting Two: The Nightmare, con- The Lovely Dream Continues, <laughs> and it's by some it's, it's by somebody called Rufet Womanzance. <laughs> <laughs> because you wrote under a female pseudonym, didn't you? So I thought that's obviously the right thing to do. I better do it as well. Mm-hmm. And without further aplomb, <laughs> I give you Ginger Beasting Two: The Nightmare Continues by Rufet Woman's Ants. <laughs> the office. <laughs> Can't imagine what's going to happen. Now. Yeah, yeah. Was linear. Wow. wow. What a good start to a story. I mean. <laughs> You're supposed to kind of take it and run with it, not just repeat. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that. The office continued being linear. The office <laughs> lineared all the way down to the end. You know, what, what do you do with that? It's already complete. Well, it's a sequel. It's like you go with like an, a non-linear office, don't you? <laughs> oh, wow. I, don't, I mean, that sounds difficult. Maybe that's for part three. The office was linear and had chairs in it. See, you wanted me to go further, and I have. (laughs) The type of chairs that make you feel sad and hopeless and remind you that life is a pointless anthology of suffering punctuated by a fatal full stop with no epilogue because of death. (laughs) All right, now, see what I've learned? Right. It's a bit heavy. <laughs> See what, but I've learned from you. Like, what you've got yeah. to do is firstly set up how everything's awful, and then <laughs> fuck. <laughs> right? That's why. Okay, well, you've gone really far, so there better be some yeah. seriously good fucking later on. Oh, no, yeah, there. Um, okay, probably. <laughs> a fatal full stop with no epilogue because of death, but on the bright side. Sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sexy sex. Yes, please, madam. <laughs> We're trying to get into the mind I'm of someone. I'm sure <laughs> you're taking it entirely seriously. I'm, I'm trying okay. to get into the mind of someone who really thinks sex is good. Because. Yeah. <laughs> someone Be- who's really interested in sex. Because <laughs> uh, I think that's what erotica readers probably want. They want to feel like their writer really loves sex too. Yeah, okay. Because sometimes when all the flowers have died and your cheese has gone off (laughs) and the dogs are crying, sometimes the only prescription is to fuck. And no matter how cold the linoleum, how linear the office, how big the windows or how comprehensive the CCTV. <laughs> the fucking will find a way. Damn right it will. <laughs> now, you told me, in this challenge, you told me I, was, I should learn from you, yeah. the expert of erotica, mm. and I feel like I have. That's very good. Is the fucking will find a way from the original one as well? Yeah, I mean, that the structure of that sentence is basically the same. Yours is right. more like, um, no matter how grey or like how yes, terrible yeah. life is, mm. the fucking will find a way. I forget yeah. the wording. But you're going for some serious poetry. But I, I was looking for equally terrible things, mm. like your cheese has gone off and your dog's crying. Yes, they're terrible things, I know. <laughs> very sad. Fortunately, there's fucking, yeah. yes, I get it, I get it. It's very good, it's very good. Yeah. Um, thinking about now, because this is a film you've not seen, Jurassic Park, but I'm certainly thinking of Jurassic Park. That. Um... <laughs> when, when I think of fucking, my first thought is, hmm, <laughs> Jurassic Park. No, there's this whole thing about how life, it's Jeff Goldblum, is about how life will find a way. And, okay. um, and that's kind of like this. Maybe so that's this is... what you were thinking of when you wrote Ginger Beasting. Mm. You know, maybe you were like, well, if dinosaurs can find a way, so can fucking. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Rollins hadn't been enjoying his job so much recently. All right. Now, I just, I, I just like to explain. <laughs> Sorry. 
that you wrote yours from Sally's point of view. Ah. Right? Which uh, apparently is... That is the right way to do erotica, apparently. People prefer female point of view. So you did do some research. I did. I read one article about... Uh, I know I said yeah. I wasn't going to, but I did read one article that was like, 10 things you should do. And I ignored most of them. In fact, probably all of them. Well done. Good. <laughs> Except That's the one what I'm that saying. Break the rules. Be a maverick. <laughs> yeah. Get some weeing. <laughs> it didn't say that. So, you know. Yeah, it said that people prefer female point of views. But you'd done that. So I was like, I should write it from the other point of view. And I did it from Henry's POV instead. Because you're a big, big misogynist. I get it. Also that, yeah, yeah. Unlike Feminist Howard, who was writing um, female leads (laughs) in 2012. (laughs) No no one had ever heard of them back then. No one had ever (laughs) dreamed there could be a woman going, Oh, I do like cock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my life's meaningless, but I, I do want sex with a man. Hmm. Yeah, you're a feminist, it's true. Carry on. Thank you very much. Henry Rollins hadn't been enjoying his job so much recently. Not since his colleagues had started calling him Stinky Wee Smell Man and and refusing to sit with him at lunch. But it wasn't Henry's fault he smelled... <laughs> but it wasn't... But it wasn't Henry's fault he'd smelt of piss that day. <laughs> He'd been trying to do a good turn for his co-worker, Sally Edmead. He saw she was upset, self-conscious, embarrassed, so he'd pissed on her (laughs) to make her feel better. (laughs) That is true. That is what happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Henry Rollins... (laughs) Henry Rollins always pissed on people when they were sad. I extrapolated. You know, I saw what happened in yours and I just yeah. I tried to extrapolate character from it. Because Henry Rollins was generous and caring. Mm-hmm. For example, a few weeks earlier, Henry had been at a funeral <laughs> and the widow couldn't stop crying. So Henry had stood up on the coffin, got his massive knob out <laughs> and, and wazzed all over her. Erotica! <laughs> See, I mentioned a massive knob at a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Erotica. (laughs) Mm. Because usually there's only one stiff at a funeral, but at this one, there's there's two, right? Right, There's more than two, because a lot of the people in the pews (laughs) are like, pissing. As soon as as they get pissed on, they're all getting rages, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah, that widow's got a real (laughs) rage. Henry, yeah, Henry had And the widow couldn't stop crying, so Henry had stood up on the coffin, got his massive knob out and wazzed all over her. And if you're not from the UK, waz means we, if there's any confusion yeah. there. I mean, and if you are from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> seem to be exclusionist then, actually. I mean, no matter where you're from, everybody, waz means we. I don't want, I don't want people to miss out on that joke just because they're from the UK and we're uh, all arseholes now. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> she'd stopped crying almost immediately (laughs) and so had and so had everyone else at the funeral sometimes (laughs) sometimes when life has no meaning the only solution is to piss on people at funerals yeah good life (laughs) learning from the best you see Mm -mm. Unfortunately, Sally Edmead had read the situation quite wrongly and thought that Henry was into golden showers and pissed all over him and now wanted to do it again every day, sometimes twice. Conflict, you see. <laughs> oh, conflict, Jack Doctor. Oh, traffic me TARDIS five. Oh, right, what's conflict? <laughs> oh, what are you talking about conflict for? I think you mean TARDIS is five, Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> it is your improv bit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, oh, the firm. Can glove ever? That's my comment on this story. Yeah, but I'm doing the 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 reading now. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'll leave all the brilliant improvisation to you because normally I do all the brilliant <laughs> improvisation, of yeah, course. Fair enough. While well, I'm focused on the reading, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Okay. Mm. Wow, I suddenly feel the responsibility of your role in this show. No, not really. You usually do that as well. I didn't realise I had to do both <laughs> those things. It's good you've got something to do now. <laughs> okay. You do all the writing twenty years ago, don't you? That's your job. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay. When Henry walked into work, he was sure that all the office ladies were staring at him. Perhaps it was his new cologne, or his musky scent of old tobacco and whiskey that made him smell like someone's alcoholic granddad. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was because he'd forgotten to put trousers on again, and his unnaturally long penis was swinging around and slapping against <laughs> his leg as he walked. The sound of flesh. <laughs> the sound of flesh rhythmically... rhythmically the sound of flesh rhythmically banging against flesh made Henry think of that time Sally had asked if she could ride him. Henry had said an enthusiastic, Yes! And Sally had climbed on his back, slapped his arse and shouted, Giddy up, sugar lump! <laughs> yeah, they don't have great voices in the original. Obviously you can decide to perform this any way you choose, but mm. Henry is just like, Yes, I am just basically a regular voice, but slightly deeper. And I think that Sally is just a slightly high-pitched hmm. version. They're very boring, so you do what you want. Okay. Uh, okay, then wait a second. Henry had said an enthusiastic, Yes. <laughs> and Sally had climbed on his back, slapped his ass, and shouted, oh, Did he up, shit him up? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Good. As I said, it's you are the performer in this one, and mm -hmm. you get to make the decisions. Finally, <laughs> the, the, if I get to, if I get to do this, if I get to do this enough, <laughs> I might overtake you as the person who plays yeah. Tom Baker most. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Henry Rollings' Doctor Who arrived at his desk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Henry arrived at his desk and was surprised to see a note nestled between the keyboard and the stapler, like a pe <laughs> like a penis between the lips of someone who was doing a blowjob. <laughs> Now, you see, in yours, you mm -hmm. you did sexy metaphors. Even when it wasn't a sexy thing, mm. you'd be like, uh, whatever you compare it to should be sexy, and that's what gets the erotica going, right? So yes, I learned that. You've gone for similes. I think you did that too. I think. Oh, I think, okay. I right. think that, that's, uh, I'm basically doing what you did. Because similes are a type of metaphor, you see. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you learn something new so every when day. I, said here metaphor, on I was kind of including similes. <laughs> okay. The note had Henry's name on it in handwriting that was unfamiliar. Unfamiliar, like an unfamiliar penis <laughs> that you haven't seen and haven't put your mouth on yet. Put in your mouth yet, but probably will <laughs> before long. Another thing you did was, because yours was from Sally's point of view, but all the metaphors were about kind of female anatomy. So I mm. assume if I do it from male point of view, all my <laughs> metaphors should be male anatomy metaphors because I'm just following your lead, you see. Good. Well done. Merit. <laughs> Thank you. 19 out of 20. 19 out of 20 merit. Uh, unfamiliar, like an unfamiliar penis that you haven't seen and haven't put in your mouth yet, but probably will before long. It had been carefully folded, like a pair of folded legs, with a penis squished between them. <laughs> and it was written on purple paper, like a purple penis. <laughs> After someone has been whipping it for a couple of hours. <laughs> so yeah, do you see how I'm nailing sex metaphors? Here? Yeah, like I've got. I feel like I've I've got that. <laughs> I've I've really I've succeeded with my sex metaphors, and mm -hmm. probably some erotic writers could learn from me. I th totally do think that you succeed. <laughs> Dear me. Henry glanced around the desk for a lollipop but found nothing, which was a shame, because how else would he know who the note was from if they hadn't left a lollipop that smelt of their genitals? <laughs> <laughs> it is probably from Sally, thought Henry. <laughs> She'd been leaving him a lot of notes recently, but she usually accompanied it. But she usually accompanied it. But she usually accompanied it. Accompanied it. Accompanied it. But she usually accompanied it. <laughs> but she usually accompanied it. <laughs> I can't ever try to tell you. But she she usually it. But she usually accompanied it. <laughs> I try to say it fast so I always put extra syllables in. Have you noticed? Yeah. yeah, I've noticed because I just heard you do it like 14 times. Accompanied it. But she usually accompanied it. <laughs> but she usually accompanied it with something edible. That she'd shoved upside her cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the unexpected use of the word cunt at the end of a mm. sentence is very much something I learned from you. Thank you. 
uh, it's good to save the cunt for the, the, the end of the line. <laughs> you don't want to front end it. No, don't. Because then people are like, I'm not listening to this sentence. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's rude and it uses <laughs> yeah, naughty language. Them. Yeah, how are you going to get your grandma to hear the word cunt if you start with it? <laughs> I'm going to tell you a lovely story now, grandma, about uh, an office. Cunt having Sally Edmead <laughs> was in a linear office. <laughs> with her cunt. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. But she usually accompanied it with something. <laughs> but she usually accompanied it. Yeah, all that it... practice really paid off. <laughs> but she usually accompanied it with something edible that she'd shoved upside her cunt. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, the thrill of going up to the top floor with Sally had been wearing a little thin recently. She was no longer satisfied with him just spunking and pissing all over her. And now <laughs> she insisted that he pour baked beans over her head as well. Ooh, beans, she would moan, whilst writhing about in tomato sauce. Yes, Henry, bean me. <laughs> Cover me in beans. Pour... <laughs> pour beans over me and eat me like toast. <laughs> Henry thought it was a bit much. Pissing and jizzing all over Sally, he could deal with, but now he had to go to the shop every morning buy, <laughs> and buy loads of tinned beans. And he couldn't even eat the beans after Sally had been rolling around in them on the office floor. Even worse, the man who worked in the corner shop was starting to look at Henry strangely, like he suspected that Henry was doing something weird with all these beans. <laughs> Which he was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's not weird. I don't think <laughs> you should be like... No, you should... All sexual proclivities are fine. You know, you shouldn't be judging your characters Consensual. and saying it's wrong to roll around in beans Consensual. and jizz. Yeah, but not at work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but what, happened, what happens on the top floor stays on the top floor. <laughs> Until the cleaner comes and cleans yeah. it up, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. All right. New tagline for these shows. <laughs> what happens on the top floor stays on the top floor. Excellent. <laughs> Henry unfolded the purple note and read, <clears throat> Dear H, please come to a meeting with HR today at 9.15. Thanks very much, Derek. Oh, I see why you've chosen that voice. Yeah, I saw the word Derek. Little callback to Mystery of the Golden Bus, I believe. Mm-hmm. Henry turned the note over and over in his hands, searching for some hidden sexual message. Was it code? Was Derek an anagram of do me a dick? <laughs> Was Sally going to wear a strap-on and fuck him whilst insisting he call her Derek? Again. <laughs> there was only one way to find out. Henry would have to go to this meeting. And since it was already ten past nine, that only gave him five minutes to go upstairs. And, <laughs> and wank himself ready for it. Howard, mm -hmm. is... I was thinking about that. Is this the first time that I've written something and then you've read it? Well, that you've purposefully written or it's just something you've written? Anything, anything. Because that... we read each other's things in the pilot. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, no, that 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 would be... But apart, apart from, is that the only time? I, I honestly don't know because mm. I've not been paying attention. I think it might be. So apart from those those very, very... like Because my school books particularly were... Like, yours spanned a wider age range, but mine were all from, like, about the age of seven and below, because uh, yes. they didn't seem to exist beyond that. The kind of thing I can handle, you know. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you're nailing it. Um, because I, certainly when I was writing it, I didn't know. I was like, I'm not sure how to write this. Because, like, I know if I'm writing Greta Binsley, if I know how I'm going to say it, but I don't know how to mm. write when someone else is going to say it. But you're absolutely nailing it. You're making it very sexy. Well, I do have this sexy nasal voice, don't I, that really like lends itself to erotica. <laughs> oh, and then the boobs came out and there was a penis there. <laughs> Ooh, I think all of us <laughs> listening are all thinking the same thing, which is... We're all thinking that oh, when you speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready to carry on if you are. I was brecked ready to carry on if you are. <laughs> another, another great catchphrase. <laughs> Henry knocked on the door to HR. 
and a voice shouted to come in. He opened the door with his free hand and walked through his free hand. <laughs> Little details, making it erotic at every moment. You know. uh, very good. Inside, <laughs> inside, two people were sitting at a table. There was Derek, the head of HR, sitting stiff and erect in his chair. His head, bright purple and full of blood. <laughs> True, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to him sat the familiar bony form of Sally Edmead who Henry barely recognised when she wasn't covered in spunk and beans. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this morning, Howard, said Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Henry, said Henry. What? I prefer to be called Henry Rollins, yes. Oh, like the finger. (laughs) Yes, yes, because I'm cool and punk, like Henry Rollins. (laughs) Derek glanced down at the folder, which lay open on the desk before him, like a pair of lady legs lying open on a desk, because sex was about to occur. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I I mean, I've put a lot of effort into this of something I really don't understand and I really hope that everyone's feeling super, super turned on at the moment by my amazing metaphors. It's very convincing. I really feel like I really feel like you meant it. <laughs> Thanks. I was really trying to get into the mind of someone who wanted to talk about sex. Sure. I can tell that, like, like, like me, when I wrote mine, that you, you were having to stop after every paragraph to, to crank one out because you were so turned on by your own work. No. Mm. Stop and, 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 and like, uh, decompress. That's, the That's where the idea came from because I used to write it in the lounge and I was like, I need to crack one out, so I had to go upstairs. I can't, <laughs> I can't crank one out in the lounge, so I went up to my bedroom and that's where the whole story comes from. I'll just from. get in the lift. Sally, what are you doing up here? Hang on a minute. <laughs> this, is the, this is the story. Hmm. Sally, of course, is the name of Howard's dog. Doll. <laughs> no, <you> dog. <laughs> I was going with doll. Your dog, yeah. Yeah. My dog doll. Yeah. <laughs> you had to throw it away, though. It got too sticky. It did do. Full covered in beans. Hello. Um, <laughs> uh, it said here that your name is Howard Longing, he said. Not Henry Rollins. Yes, but I don't like the name Howard Longings. Oh, I think it makes me sound like a wussy girl pants. Oh, that's a bit regressive of you, said Derek, equating girls with weakness. I didn't equate girls with weakness, said Henry. I equated girls' pants with weakness, which I think is fair. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it is it is fair. Agreed Sally, lustily. <laughs> My pants fall apart at least four times a day. Probably because I masturbate too much when I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> That's what we know about that character. Henry's cock woke up. Like a soldier waking up in the morning and doing some push-ups and then going for a run. <laughs> Learning. This is one of the things we need to talk about said Derek, pretending he hadn't noticed Henry's erection, (laughs) even though Henry had a completely naked penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doctor Who. The the phrase naked penis was one of the first things I thought of when I was like thinking of this. And I thought, Mm. I must use the phrase naked penis somewhere. Yeah. We've had several complaints about you two and your lewd behaviour. said Sally, but in a shy way. (laughs) Because that's her character, right? I thought I'd better restate her character. (laughs) Hey, dude, we never do it in public, said Henry. We always go up to the sex floor. There's no such thing as a sex floor, said Derek. (laughs) You've been going upstairs to the unrented offices. I've got a complaint from the building management here. Apparently you've been making quite a mess. Something about a lot of beans? (laughs) Beans! (laughs) Said Sally, in a voice that was hot and steamy, like a sex pasty. (laughs) Good, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
I really don't understand what people are complaining about, said Henry. We've been very subtle. I'm surprised they even noticed. You're both masturbating right now, said Derek, <laughs> pointing at Henry and Sally's rapidly moving right hands. You, Henry, are walking around with no trousers or underpants on, and Sally spends the whole day with her hands inside her knickers. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a lonely misfit, <laughs> said Sally. I, I, can, I can only find happiness by being fucked and then covered in spunk and bees. <laughs> <laughs> Just reiterating the plot of ginger yes. beasting one plus beans. Yes. Well, said Derek, could you stop doing it at work? Boring, said Sally. Yes. What else are we going to do in this stupid grey office to make the linear time pass more quickly? <laughs> Your jobs? <laughs> that doesn't sound very interesting, said Henry. How will we cope with the hollow hopelessness of office life if we don't get to go upstairs and fuck? <laughs> Beans! <laughs> Said Sally breathily. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Getting quite excited about beans now. Have to <laughs> She's say. got a new fetish. Like you, like, yeah. like you said, you've got to... You've got to yeah. take the story and move it on mm. a bit. You can't just do the same thing again. You've got to take it to a slightly new level. And I thought the next level, after what happened in Ginger Beasting 1, is yeah. definitely beans. Yeah, I think you're right. It's <laughs> good. Ooh, beans, said Sally breathily. You simply have to accept it, said Derek. Office life is miserable and soul-destroying. And the only thing you have to look forward to is retirement and death. Do you think I like my job? I sit in this windowless office all day, dealing with complaints, trying to think of ways to distract people from the pointlessness of everything they do. When do I get to go upstairs and piss on someone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, three-way. Where's my moment of saucy connection in a life empty of joy or colour? Henry and Sally shared a meaningful look. Their eyes, big and round, like boobs or something. <laughs> Sometimes you run out of steam a bit. That's <laughs> you know? good. Their eyes, big and round, like boobs or something. <laughs> well, 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 said Henry. We could always do it now. I don't think I'm following you, said Derek. It's simple said Henry, turning to face Derek's bright purple head. Me and you go upstairs to the top floor to get ready. Then Sally meets us there in five minutes. And we piss on her! <laughs> five minutes later, Henry and Derek were stood facing the closed elevator, both completely naked and wanking, <laughs> while they waited for the doors to open. Because in Ginger Beasting, this is what happened. You didn't see it from Henry's point of view, but this must be what happened. But then he was on his own, just standing, looking at a closed door, beating himself off for five full minutes. Right. In the elevator, is that what you think happened? No, no, outside it. Because what happened in Ginger Beasting is oh. she got in the elevator, went up, and when the doors opened, he was standing there, naked, wanking. Yeah. So he must yeah, have been true. doing that before the doors <laughs> okay. opened for up to five minutes. Because when I want to read things, I don't actually know what I'm saying. I'm just reading them. And yeah, so no, when, I, I thought that they were in the elevator wanking, but they're not. Right. They, no, they're, they're on the top upstairs. floor waiting for the yeah. elevator to arrive. Mm. Yeah. Why? Why are we doing this again? <laughs> Said Derek. Well, we've got to be ready for Sally. Henry explained. Ready? Yes, so we can immediately have sex with her, with no foreplay. And why do we want to do that? <laughs> because it's sex. That's what men want, isn't it? Meaningless, joyless sex that lasts a few minutes and leaves you feeling chafed and unsatisfied. Then, five minutes later, you do it again. When your cock is ready. <laughs> yes. And then, oh, then you go home and cry. Because life is too linear. <laughs> yeah, revisiting the uh, themes. <laughs> that, but that, that doesn't sound like much fun, said Derek. <laughs> no. Isn't the foreplay a part of what's enjoyable about sex? You know, 
slowly building anticipation, creating the mood. Not to mention getting to know a person before you fuck them. Getting to know them, said Henry thoughtfully. You mean recognising the smell of their vagina? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, good performance. I mean getting to know them as a person, building a rapport, forming an emotional bond. <laughs> what are you, some kind of girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just if all I'm going to do is beat off and ejaculate, I don't understand why I can't do that alone. Why do we need... Why do we need Sally Edmead? <laughs> Henry felt his cock growing confused. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you are to stand here, just the two of us men, wank wanking at a closed elevator, he said. What are you, a gay? <laughs> I don't think that's what gay men do. <laughs> said Derek. I think for it to be properly gay, we'd at least have to start wanking each other. Yes, that does sound pretty gay, Henry agreed, sneaking a look at Derek's penis, which was big and good. <laughs> Probably more fun than just doing it ourselves as well. That's true, said Derek. And I reckon, <laughs> and I reckon your sk your skinny wrists would make my cock look <laughs> massive. <laughs> True. This is brilliant. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm glad you're enjoying it. I was very this nervous is what about was... my first foray into erotica. This is what was missing from mine. <laughs> Conflict. I really like it now. I mean, like you know, mine was just a, an exercise, but this is actually sexy. <laughs> Henry found he was experiencing a new and unfamiliar feeling: the desire to grab Derek's bollocks, which were hanging there, which were hanging there like grenades, <laughs> ready to explode and murder Henry's heterosexuality. Oh, very wow. good! <laughs> wow, metaphor. Uh, to be honest, said Derek. I'm not that into the idea of pouring beans over a woman and then pissing on her. <laughs> Me neither, said Henry, despite the, despite the fact he'd been doing it every day for about a month. I'd rather put my hand on your glistering belly. And have you put your hand on mine? That does sound quite good, <laughs> said Henry. There was a ping and the elevator... <laughs> there was a ping and the elevator door slid open like, insert sex metaphor here, to reveal... Steam at this point. Yes, fair enough, it's good. To reveal Sally Edmead <laughs> ramming a chopper chop upside her snatch. <laughs> I see you two are ready for me, she said. Her voice raspy like a pea called Rass. <laughs> I mean, as I, was, I keep, I've said it several times, but very much running out of steam. Oh, I see you two are ready for me, she said. Her voice raspy like a pea called Rass. <laughs> oh, no, no. We've changed our minds, said Henry, pushing Sally back into the elevator and handing her a tin of beans. Sorry, Sally, we've decided to be gay instead. <laughs> the elevator doors closed on Sally's confused and sad face. Henry would make her feel better later <laughs> by standing on her desk and pissing on her. <laughs> that's, that's his character, you see. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. But first... But first, to business. <laughs> Henry and Derek fucked, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> then they had a rest and fucked again when their cocks were ready. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't piss on each other, and they were both 
happy about it. <laughs> now, I learned this not only from you, but also I told you I read that one article about erotica. Yeah. And actually, they say the actual sex, you don't want to go into too much detail about it. It's more about the build up to it. And that's that's mm. what you did as well. So I was like, well, Howard was obviously right about this because you mm. did. It's all about the build up. And then it's like, and then they fucked. And it's like one, one's about, <laughs> about six words on the fucking and then move on. And then, oh, and they did it again later when his cock was yeah. ready. So yeah, that's all, and that seemed correct to me because that's the boring no. bit, right? The actual like description it's of true. fucking. Who wants to hear it, read that? It's about oh, the emotional no, yeah, my first build up, draft. Uh, my first draft was a lot longer because it had in out in out in out in out in out for like <laughs> Henry like pages. Put his penis in, then he took it out, then he put it back in again. Yeah. <laughs> he took it out. <laughs> Could you just leave it in? <laughs> <laughs> The next day, when Henry arrived at work, he found another note on his desk. It was from Derek, and it contained a handwritten poem. Oh, wow. It went like this. <laughs> I suppose it should be in Henry in Derek's voice, or should I just read it as a beautiful no, poem? I'll probably just read it as a beautiful poem, yeah. Henry has a big, long cock. <laughs> he used it to my gay unlock. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I liked it when we sexed upstairs, and ran away. <laughs> ran away. <laughs> and ran away from spooky bears. Couldn't think. Of, couldn't think of anything for the fourth. It's really stuck. Brilliant. I only had two poetry. It's a, it's a metaphor that we don't yeah, understand. No, good one. Yeah. They do. It's a private joke between um, Henry and Derek. Yeah. Sally Edmead looks quite blue. She hasn't got a man to do. <laughs> now Henry's fucking me instead. She's been thrown out. <laughs> like day-old bread. <laughs> when Henry gets to work today, I hope he'll come to me and say, Let's go upstairs for a fuck or two. I promise not to piss on you. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Henry folded the note carefully and slid it into his jacket pocket. He made his way linearly, 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 he made his way linearly down the office. What? I said it like you said it. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Carry on. He made his way linearly down the office and to Derek's door. Derek, he said, knocking and peering his head around like a penis emerging from a trouser. There's something I need to talk to you about. Oh, no said Derek, shaking his head like a penis. <laughs> After it had emerged from a trouser and done some weeing. You're going to think with all a mistake and we shouldn't do it again, aren't you? I knew this was too sexy to be true. No, it's not that, said Henry, closing the door gently and flashing Derek a warm smile that was warm, like a warm penis. <laughs> that definitely wanted to keep nailing Derek. <laughs> I've been really enjoying all the fucking and not pissing on each other. It's really opened up a whole new world for me. I'm not sure if I'm gay, bisexual, or just really super relieved not to be pissing on someone. <laughs> and do you know what? I don't think it matters. So, what did you want to talk about? Asked Derek, who had nipples, like admirals. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Something happened to me last night. I was on my way home, you know, thinking about how much I enjoyed all the fucking yesterday. When? <laughs> when I got bitten by a vampire. And now I'm a vampire! <laughs> Henry showed Derek his pointy teeth. <laughs> said Derek. Are you going to eat me then? I don't think so. I've only been a vampire for a few hours, so I'm not sure what to expect. I seem to have become 60% sexier, and my penis is a lot longer than it was. Look! Henry showed Derek his penis. It was good. <laughs> now, now, I'd like mm -hmm. to say, as I said, I don't, know, I don't know much about erotica, but I do believe that it often involves vampires. 
right, and okay. so I thought I'd better put one oh, in. I see. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say I don't know much about erotica, but I do know a good penis when I see one. <laughs> I mean, that's true too, but but irrelevant <laughs> at this point. Yeah, no, vampires totally do belong in erotica. Yeah, I thought so. Your penis is long and good, said Derek. <laughs> I know, said Henry. And I can do kung fu now. <laughs> of course, obviously. Yeah. And I can turn into a bat. And apparently, if I hang around long enough, Buffy is very likely to fall in love with me. <laughs> I've learned about vampires. That's nice, said Derek. <laughs> do you want to go upstairs and fuck now? <laughs> yeah, all right then. Do you want me to dress up as a helpless maiden? Well, then you can pretend you've kidnapped me and you're going to suck my blood. But out of my penis. <laughs> that sounds good, said Henry, whose own penis was standing to attention like a hairy dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting very thin on metaphors at this point. I was really, really running out of ideas. Oh, no, no, best one yet. <laughs> yeah, standing to attention like a hairy dog. They do do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all dogs do, but hairy yeah. ones particularly, I think. Oh, <laughs> I'll just nip to the shop and buy a white dress, said Derek. Brilliant. Well, you'll know where to find me. Upstairs on the top floor, standing completely naked in front of the elevator doors, wanking? Oh, you know me so well, said Henry. <laughs> then turned into a bat and flew up to the top floor. <laughs> Henry and Derek had lots of sex, and it was good. <laughs> mm, getting a sensing a theme. <laughs> I don't want people to be in any it was doubt. It's a bit about uncertain at the beginning, but yeah. whether things are good or not. Mm, mm. Especially as we get to the end, I want people to know that their penises are good and the sex is mm. also good. It's good. It's also also good. Yeah. Then they had a rest, and Henry appreciated the fact that he wasn't covered in beans. <laughs> Later. They would fuck again. Hard and long and perhaps dirty. It may not have been what Seamus Heaney called true love. <laughs> Did he write about true love, Seamus No, I'm, again, at this point, in this final paragraph, I'm very yeah. much channelling <laughs> And you said the poets, and I thought that was a bit vague. And so I, <laughs> I specified which poet. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Obscene Heaney. <laughs> exactly. It may not have been what Obscene Heaney called true love, <laughs> but for the time being, they were needed by somebody. And so, for this simple fact, they were happy. For in a cold, uncaring world, with vampires <laughs> and werewolves <laughs> and Frankensteins <laughs> all going around and eating people or whatever, <laughs> at the very least, they'd both found albeit brief, someone to fuck on the top floor of their linear office. The end. Was writer in the world? Was writer in the world? Was writer in for listening to this particularly sexy episode of the worst writer <laughs> in the world if you would like more stuff by us including but not in any way limited to the exciting live streams of Howard's romance movie Champagne for Breakfast Ooh. which how long did you say they are like 20 hours or something <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot right yeah. and that's that's available to two dollars right so sign up for two dollars you can immediately get access to all the videos of us reading Champagne for Breakfast which is an earlier draft of Notes on Love, the Ooh. classic Howard Long script, but we skipped all the bits that were in the in Notes on Love. So you're not, we're not retreading anything. We just skipped all the bits that you've already heard and did all the new stuff. So if you need more romance on Valentine's Day, that's where you get it. Yes, please. <laughs> then you can also watch the video of us watching Forget Me Not. That's also, that's also available. <laughs> yeah, where? To the gang, right? Uh, um, it's, so, it's on Patreon. you just got to scroll. Like, just scroll, <laughs> scroll through. It's there somewhere. Scroll. Admittedly, we couldn't find it, but it's definitely <laughs> there. <laughs> I'll try and find it and I'll tag I'll tag it properly. Oh my god. Uh, but 
Yeah, we uh, we watched the film Forget Me Not with mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Tobias Menzies and um, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the actress's name? Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes. Okay. Uh, and we commented on it. <laughs> no, no spoilers about what we thought. <laughs> we loved it. And you can watch us watching it if you'd like. Mm-hmm. And that's just the beginning because there's also like hundreds of hours of audio entertainment and more hours of video entertainment. It's just, it's very entertaining there. And it'll cost you as little, <laughs> as little as $2 a month to get access. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye, Milk. Bye-bye, Milk. Here's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.